0: What is up, people? You are listening to another episode of the Imperial broadcast. I'm your host, Shamari Stewart, joined as always by my co-host, Kendall Stewart. Kendall, what is up? What is up, Shamari? We have uh, we are back,
1: like you said, with another episode of the Imperial Broadcast, and um, we have two episodes of Ahsoka to talk about. Um, we uh, you know, by the time we did our first episode uh, our first episode recap. It was essentially right before the second one was about to come out. And so, you know, it, it allowed for us to, to have two episodes for this next week. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we have two episodes to, to, to talk about. We'll kind of do a brief overview essentially of where we're, we're at this season. Um, a lot of things happening. Uh, you know, if we talked about, you know, last week, you know, we talked about the show and. It was an in-depth breakdown, but it didn't feel like a ton happened in those first two episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, And so in these next two, it feels like things have really ramped up. Um, Obviously, we'll get into spoilers, so if you haven't seen these last two episodes, or if you haven't seen the show at all, uh, this is probably not the episode for you. Go check out the episodes and then come back. Uh, And then if you don't care about spoilers and you just want to have our impressions, uh, then feel free to to listen. But um, like I said, things are starting to happen. Maybe not everything we expected. I mean, uh, the big question that we had coming into these next couple episodes was, will we see Grand Admiral Thrawn? When will we see Grand Admiral Thrawn? Um, and unfortunately, the big question coming out of this episode uh, in these last two episodes is, when will we see Grand Admiral Thrawn? So um, that box has not been checked yet, but uh, another major one has. So we'll get into all of that and uh, everything that we got in this episodes in these last two episodes, particularly this last one uh, that just aired so yeah, I mean, I enjoyed them uh, and I'm glad to yeah, be excited to talk about them today
0: yeah, yeah, definitely excited to talk about um everything that we've seen, especially the very last thing that we saw, which of course we'll get to um, so I feel like just to start we can start with kind of following our last uh, show in this whole Merrick kind of discussion, right? Um, which is still kind of a discussion. I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm going to kind of still leave it kind of in the air because people are. I don't know. We don't know what's going. What what the yeah, they haven't is, answered right? what exactly who he exactly he is or she is. Yeah, uh, which is very felony in in, in in that sense yes. as well. We still don't have a clear answer. <laughs> um, but. Uh, but yeah, so we did see, uh, Merrick, uh, fight Ahsoka, um, again, and as you said, Kendall, spoilers all over the place in this episode, this is a full spoiler episode, um, we did see Merrick fighting Ahsoka, um, again, Ahsoka got the best of him, um, uh, finished the fight with a finishing blow, uh, through the midsection, and... You know, from that wound came just a bunch of dust, smoke, energy. It's unclear exactly what happened, um, or or what this merit character even is. Uh, my my first guess, and I, well, from what I've seen, a lot of people's first guesses is that this is some kind of night sister magic. Um, yes, uh, we haven't gotten any confirmation of that, but it, I mean, with with um, uh, Morgan Elsbeth being from Dathomir and seeming to possess some Night Sister magic herself, that would make sense. So, um, so yeah. You mean it wasn't Ezra? <laughs> but uh, probably not, <laughs> uh, unless she's bringing Ezra back from the dead and turning him into some kind of some kind of smoke demon or something. Um, but no, it was not Ezra. No, it was not. Um, you know. Kanan, uh, you know, fill in the blank for any. Barisofi. Barisofi, Cal Kestis. uh, Starkiller. Yeah, Starkiller, which of course was my uh, guess as well. Um, Yeah, it doesn't appear to be any of those things. Um, So we got that answered. Which, that was, I'm going to be honest, I was fine with that. Um, especially when we got to the, um, the ahsoka Valen fight. I feel like we can kind of jump into some of the fights that we got, probably, uh, first. So, I thought her fight with Merrick was good. I, I enjoyed all the fights, in, in especially in, in Episode 4, but I also enjoyed, um, Ahsoka using her lightsabers in space as well in Episode 3. I thought that was also really cool. Um, but in episode 4 I thought all the fights in episode 4 were great honestly all of them um and um yeah I thought her fighting Merrick was great I thought Sabine's fight with Shin was great um and then I thought Ahsoka's fight with Balin was also great shout out to Ray Stevenson R.I.P. Ray Stevenson he's doing a fantastic job yes Um, yeah, like, he,
1: I don't want to, like, speak in hyperbole, um, I don't want to speak in hyperbole, obviously, but when I think about, like, Star Wars characters and Star Wars villains that we've had, um, like, I feel like he's in the Count Dooku, like, tier. And it's early, you know, and honestly, Christopher Lee did a great job as Count Dooku, but, Mm -hmm. Um, this is a guy I, that like I of agree. Yeah, like long term could have been that kind of a villain, and, and still could in theory. Obviously, animation, comics, and whatnot. But like, obviously, you won't get to see Rafe Stevenson uh, portray this character, unfortunately. But like, you know, I mean, this episode he was this last episode he was spectacular, and again, this this sets up a guy that could have been and still could be, you know, a major major force. Like you said, incredible incredible performance. Um, I mean, one of my favorite moments in the episode is when, you know, and not to skip all the way to the end, but like when, uh, you know, Sabine, you know, gives over the map to Balin, you know, cause he's talking to her kind of off the ledge. She was about to shoot the thing. She didn't want to shoot it, obviously. And Balin's essentially saying, look, I know you want to find Ezra, uh, Ezra and thrawn are probably in the same place. Let's let's go and see if <laughs> you're not gonna destroy the key to finding Ezra. You know, that's that's in your mind, that's the only family you've got. Yeah. Um and she, you know, she doesn't do it. And when Shin comes out of uh comes out of left field and starts choking her, he's like, No, you know, I'm not you know, I i gave her my word that I'm you know, we're not uh we're this is some double cross situation, uh how we got you. Um Clearly, he still lives by some code, which I thought was fascinating and interesting.
0: Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, yeah, it's, just, it's very interesting, very fascinating. Um, it's still We still don't know exactly what the deal is with him and Shin, if Shin was a Jedi or not. Um, I mean, she's clearly embracing her dark side. You know, Balin, I don't know what... What the deal is with him? Um, again, like you said, he isn't some rabid animal. You know, <laughs> he, he isn't just some you know the inquisitor, bloodthirsty inquisitor, yeah, or inquisitor. Just he's he's you know he does still seem to hold fond feelings for the Jedi Order. order. Yeah. Um. So it's interesting. It's very interesting. Um. So. So, yeah, I'm very much enjoying the Valen Skull character. Um, uh, Another thing, can I have to give you a shout out as well for your calling um, uh, Jason Sindula's appearance? Sindula, they gave him a character poster this week. Yeah, he got a character poster. I was not, I have to to be completely honest, I didn't think he was going to be in this show. I did not think that Jason, I thought it was, that was going to be an afterthought, something, oh, Easter, an Easter egg from the end of Rebels. And it's like, no, nope, he, he is a character that probably now has some kind of future in Star Wars. So that is also just another thing to look forward to. And also shout out to Kaz's dad uh, getting a cameo as well. Yes. I mean, I mean,
1: I, look, at this point, I'm not going to say Gaz is going to be in the show, but like, again, clearly Filoni is very much, um, he's not afraid to go back to characters and themes that we've seen before, um, you know, and stuff that he's introduced, which I think is smart, um, not in a way that shrinks the universe, but in a way that, because all these things, like, again, like, you know. Senator Ziono, like, isn't like, that's not like a character. Oh, here we go, we're playing the hits, you know, <laughs> going right. back to, you know, Jabba's Palace or anything like that. But, like, <laughs> um, going back to Tatooine, But, like, it's a character that, you know, the recognizable name that throws, that, that has a connection to another character that um, was obviously the face of a, of a, of a Star Wars cartoon. And, again, like you tie in these little things and that's a character that like you could have made anybody, obviously. You could have made it Senator, you know, Johnson, if you wanted, or Senator Longstaff, but you decided to make it Senator Ziono, knowing that there was a connection to the to a future character that we're gonna have and that it's going to have uh the character has a legacy and a and a reputation and that amongst hardcore fans they're gonna recognize. So it's a it's a little thing that's not you know, gonna make or break a show, but it adds for those people, because, and it doesn't hurt for someone that doesn't know who Ka- Kazudo Ziono is, you can still watch the show, and it's not that big of a deal, but, um, yeah, I think that those moments, Cl- Filoni have had those collectively, uh, throughout this series, and even sprinkled them into Mandalorian as well, and then Favreau, so, yeah, I give them a lot of credit for that, um, but yeah, no, I think that, you know, Honestly that that's still I think a big question with this series um is who are like you know the boxes that the boxes that haven't been checked we again we we, we I mentioned before we we haven't gotten exactly to the ending yet you know it's a whole nother conversation but mm-hmm. um but obviously we haven't seen Grand Admiral Thrawn in this episode. We didn't get Grand, Grand Admiral Thrawn. That was right. the main plot of this series: is finding Grand Admiral Thrawn and finding Ezra for the for the, for the heroes. Um, I, you know, I wonder what, when are we going to see Grand Admiral Thrawn? Because it's funny every time after every episode, uh, a, a there's someone does a, a, a essentially a recap of. The trailers and has every shot that we haven't seen from the trailers uh and slices them together edits them together so you know after the first two episodes there was it was like you know 40 seconds worth of footage that we saw haven't seen yet after this last episode there's only nine seconds and like seven of them are drawn and then there's like two or three <laughs> quick scenes of stuff but it, essentially the only thing we haven't seen is drawn uh from the trailers at this point so like at this point, we, we're 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 flying blind pr- basically going forward in the series, which is awesome. Um, you know, do you think that we're getting thrown in this next
0: episode? So, Ken, I do. Um, I think we're gonna get a lot of thrown. That would be my guess. I think a good, like a good portion of this episode will be thrown. That's just my guess. Um, Sabine. Skull, Elsbeth, and the crew—you know—have kind of just they're they've gone to this other galaxy, and I'm I'm also assuming we're not going to spend a good chunk of the episode in hyperspace, um, which I guess in theory they could do, but I I don't think they're going to do, or I mean I hope they don't do, um, but I think we're I think a good I think I think it's going to be maybe a scene or two in hyperspace, but they're just going to get there. They're going to get there. We'll be wherever this other galaxy is. Um, which I'm sure there'll be a lot of speculation. Will they be in Chiss space? Will the Chiss ascendancy? Will 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 we see the Chiss ascendancy? <laughs> you know, I mean, we know that Filoni has worked closely with Timothy Zahn before. Um, you know, yes. the, he has spoken to Zahn, and Zahn, you know, was helped uh, Dave work on a good portion of definitely rebels of rebels. And I, I'd be yeah. shocked if not this show as well yeah absolutely um, and and Zahn just finished another well in the past few years just finished another uh, Tr- Thrawn trilogy yeah so he still has a relationship with Lucasfilm yeah still has a relationship with Lucasfilm finished another Thrawn trilogy that takes place like entirely in this other Chiss ascendancy this other galaxy basically Um, so, I mean, is that where we're going? I mean, that's, that's a, that is, um, that, I think that's a possibility. But, um, which if that's the case, Thrawn is, is not going to be the only blue person we see. Which may potentially be a smart thing. Because, at that point, it's like, why is this guy, this blue makeup guy, with all these other normal looking people, you know, and it's like, or at that point, it'd be like, no, he is with his people. And we are the outsiders, quote, unquote, potentially. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll just be very interesting to see, but uh, exactly where they are. Uh, but I do think we're going to get a lot of Thrawn. That's my that's my guess. I think we're going to get a lot of Thrawn and a lot of Hayden and Ahsoka. Um, uh, which, of course, we haven't gotten to that discussion yet. But I think that's what I think... How I think it's gonna be split, um, but um, can I, can I, I have Thrawn a question like for you me? as well, Kendall. But first, I want to get you, what are, what do you think we're gonna see?
1: Um, with Thrawn, uh, man, I think we see him this next episode. Like you said, I mean, uh, we talked about it earlier this week, and you were like, "Look, I mean, they have the map at this point. They're they're in the hyper They hit they hit the hyper drive. Like they're." All in on this point of finding Thrawn. And Ahsoka's off, off-world. off we, we'll, we'll get about it, so we'll get to Ahsoka. We, we don't know where she is. We think we know, but, like, she's she's in the middle of nowhere at this point. So, um... The only thing for them to do at this point is find Thrawn. Is Ezra there when we find Thrawn? The trailer suggests no. The trailer suggests they find Thrawn without Ezra. W- who knows? Um, but... Yeah, I think I think we see Thrawn in this next episode. I don't think it's a ton. I think I think the the bulk of Thrawn's appearances will be after the fact. The, I think my I think a big question is what is the motivation behind this group in finding Thrawn? Um are the Morgan, are the motivations of um, this Morgan character the same as Balin and Shin? Um, they seem to be working in an alliance, but are they You know, are they like again? Do they have the same goal? I mean, do they have the same motivations behind their goals? Uh, That's a big question. I mean, you know, I saw a theory uh, on Games Radar. Um, Shout out to them; they just took it from Reddit, so I guess not really. Shout out to them; they're more of an aggregator, but still. uh, I saw a theory on Games Radar about Balin, where their theory—that's a big question people have—is who is Balin? What is this guy? Like, what is his backstory? Um, and one of the theories is: is it possible that his character is a person that um, was a former, obviously a former Jedi? That it, it seems pretty likely. But not only a former Jedi, but someone who survived Order 66 and lost his apprentice to Order 66, possibly and probably to Vader. Um, you know, we've seen many of the. The perspectives of the former Padawan, who's on the run, the, the, the Kanan Jarrus, the Cal Kestis, the Grogu—you know that's not a new story. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> but we very rarely have we seen the former Jedi that lost their their Padawan. So that could be his motivation, especially since they're doing this, this you know imagery and this kind of like we talked about last week with Starcrillar. They're doing this parallel potentially of like. Vader and his apprentice It could be, you know, now Balin is now going after uh, Vader's former apprentice or Anakin's former apprentice. So, um, you know, that's that's one theory that's out there, but I think that that's something that I'm looking forward to as a question to be answered going forward.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. That's an interesting uh, uh, theory as well. Um, Yeah, definitely unclear what, what Balin's, uh, what the deal is with him. I mean, it, 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 I think it would be. I think that's definitely a possibility. Because, like I said, his connection to Shin seems. He see it's very. They're just very different. Um. This doesn't. This isn't a situation where it's like, oh, the master's the apprentice is taking after the master. Like she just seems very different from Balin. So I don't know. Um, you know, I don't know what, like, how long they've been master and apprentice. Um, or what Balin's teaching her, just to be honest. Uh, because, you know, she seems a little bit more rabid and, and, uh, you know, uh, thirsty for violence, uh, than Balin seems. Um, not even a little bit, I'd say a lot more. She seems a lot more interested in fighting. And, uh, you know, but I don't know. Um... You know, they actually, to me, they seem more like a team than a master and apprentice thing. <laughs> Seems more like a, uh, uh right. more like a, like a, like a Ren and Stimpy kind of. Right, thing. right, right. Or than a, than a, uh, like a teacher pupil. But I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's very interesting. Um, but I did, I, but of just to go back to that moment that, that, uh, that Sabine uh, gives the map to um, gives the map to Balin. I mean, again, that's just like to me. That's just a, your kind of your your expert storytelling. You know, kind of crafting the story. Even going back to the moment when Ahsoka's like, "Can I count on you?" And she couldn't count on her. Um, you know, we find out later, even though Sabine said that she could. So it's just it's just so it's just so well done, so expertly done. Um, you know, just, just great writing, um, overall, yeah, uh, 100%. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, Sabine is interesting. I didn't, you know, I some of the Mandalorian stuff is very murky, obviously. You know, mm-hmm. been, that story's been told in like five different shows at this point, so I. I, I lose track of what, where we're at in the story and what's happened and who's still alive and whatnot. But I, I didn't know... Did we know that Sabine's
0: parents and family were gone? Is that true? Um, I know they did the whole, like, Night of a Thousand... I think it's was the Night of a Thousand Tears, I believe, or... or right. Did or they, they, they mention that in Mandalorian. Um, That was mentioned in... Um... They're I mean, still alive and rebelled, obviously. Right. Yeah. I, I want to forgot exactly where that that was first. What was it uh, Book of Boba Fett? It might have been Book of Boba Fett, honestly. But like, yeah. But but I know we but we didn't know that there was like a like a cleansing almost of the Mandalorians. Right. I do remember. Um, that, yeah. Where Mandalore, they kind of just raised Mandalore to the ground, like the Empire. Right. Um, right. And they did that to a lot of other planets, also. It wasn't just Mandalore, but but they definitely did that to Mandalore. Um, and so I think we did kind of. I don't know if we knew that they were dead. I think it was kind of something where you can you can guess maybe. Right. Um, right, right. I mean, it's a possibility that they would have either not been there or escaped or something like that. Um. So it definitely wasn't a certainty, but now we definitely know it's a certainty. Yes. Um, so I thought that was an interesting reveal
1: um, and an interesting way to reveal it. But um, yeah, I mean, her, her character is going to be interesting. This fee, like again, what is her mindset? Again, they're very it's very Ezra focused right now. Um, so I'm interested to see how that plays out. Uh, and again, we didn't see anything of Ezra really in the trailer besides the hologram thing that we already saw, um, the message that we already saw, so, like, we're definitely getting Ezra, that's no doubt, um, I just wonder, again, we don't see him as much as Thrawn, we don't see him at all, really, and they're not in the same settings, but we're supposed to assume they're sort of in the same place, probably, so, um, Mm.
0: Do you know how much of Ezra do you think we get outside of Thrawn? I don't think we get any Ezra next episode. Um, I I I think it's a possibility we don't see Ezra until like the finale. That's kind of because Ezra, we know Thrawn is in it. We we know he's gonna come back and everything. But I think that how much they're emphasizing Ezra, how many different people have talked about Ezra this, this getting to the point where I'm like, I think Ezra is like the big, the big finale piece right. um, here is finding him, finding out what happened to him. Um, you know, where he goes from here. Um, yeah, just all of that information. Does he know how, does he know that the empire fell? Like, what does he know? <laughs> you know, just, yeah, just finding all of that out. Um, yeah, I think I think that's gonna be saved. Uh, I think that's gonna be saved uh, for the finale. But can I have a question? What? How would you feel? Because I'm gonna be honest, I think we're gonna get a lot of Thrawn next episode. But but I do think there is a, a marginal possibility that we don't also get Thrawn until much much later, like the penultimate or the finale. How how would you feel about that? If we didn't see Thrawn... I mean... Look, this
1: next episode I expect to be very um, Mm Anakin-centric. Which we'll get into that as well. But like... You know, so if that is the case... I mean, it's possible that we don't get much Thrawn in this episode. Um, And I still think we get the reveal at the end. I'd be shocked if we don't at least get the reveal at the end. But... um, yeah, I, but if we don't, if if again, if this is a kingpin in 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 Hawkeye situation, or this is uh whatever else, you know, pick your your Netflix or your Disney Plus or your HBO Max series that doesn't reveal the villain until the, the last episode or the last scene of the penultimate, you know, Kang and Loki type deal. I think that's a mistake. Uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> it, it, honestly, I think it's possible. and The only reason I think that it is possible is because. And if that's the case, what I think it would signal is that Thrawn is the villain of Filoni's movie. And so... Mm. Whatever we get in, of him in this is almost just a precursor. It's just a taste. But the actual Thrawn centric story is going to be Filoni's movie. Um, I would say and that like Morgan, Estes, and uh, Balin are essentially the villains of this show. Um... I would say that that's slightly false advertising, uh you know, because they've sort of advertised it as Thrawn was the, the central figure, and again, I guess finding Thrawn is the story. But like, you know, it's not Thrawn's not dark side, or like, you know, it's not like or you know when they release you know Zod from the Phantom Zone, like that's like, you know, I feel like the way they've the way they've pictured it or the way I've pictured it is that Thrawn's you know they're gonna find him and plans will go into motion but it's not like oh we've unleashed this like creature into the into the universe and now he's going to recap he's not Galactus um so I, so I do, you know, so like I'm like, centering the whole story on like, breaking Thrawn out and like you know, and that being it, would be interesting so, uh, you know um, so I'm assuming I'm assuming that we will get more of him but if not, then I think that would be them setting him up as the villain of a movie.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. I I'm, I'm with you in that. I don't know how I feel about that either. I mean, I think. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Um, because, like you said, so much of the advertising was centered around finding him. I mean, it is false advertising, honestly, uh, for people that are watching and just primarily to see Thrawn or, you know, for fans that are watching to see that, um, you know. Um, though, again, we talk about how the show is called Ahsoka. So you would think the plot is surrounded around Ahsoka, but it's more about what Ahsoka is doing than Ahsoka herself, herself as a character. So Yes. Um, and maybe that changes in this episode. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe. Um, so Kendall I feel like we've've we've talked long enough about everything else but we gotta we gotta jump into like the main main the biggest the, moment the, the main thing the the meat and potatoes of what the Star Wars world is is discussing right now <laughs> and that is the Hayden Christensen reveal and the world between worlds reveal at the end of episode four um so kind of, of course we were watching this we watched this together and I think this was done so well this was done very well they de-aged him which I think was necessary I'm hearing some people say it wasn't like I disagree completely it was absolutely necessary um, and, it, 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 and it looked great he looked great um, you know it the fact that they changed the music at the end was to like the more menacing, like Vader-like music. Yes, was an interesting twist. Um, I was hearing some people uh, say online that that was Vader's lightsaber at its hip. That seems appears to have possibly been debunked. I don't know. Um, I, you know, because people have like like enhanced the image and stuff to, <laughs> to see like is that Vader's lightsaber? It looks like it's Anakin's lightsaber, um, but. That would have been crazy if it was Vader's lightsaber. Um, but it's just, a. It, but it's, it's so crazy. And there's so many questions. I mean, how did she get there? Did Anakin like pull her out? Um, which I, which I believe you might've even said, it's like, did he pull her out? Like, how did she even get there? Yeah. Um, you know, what, where are they going to go? How's she going to, where is she going to end up? And there's so many questions. But kind of what were your thoughts on that moment um, and just just tell me what everything that's going through your mind about that
1: a lot of questions man um, obviously like you said the moment uh, is look, again like I said preface earlier I don't like to speaking too much hyperbole um, so I'll be fairly safe in saying that's a top 10 moment since Disney's bought Star Wars
0: Since Disney plus Star Wars, absolutely, hundred percent.
1: I mean, I feel pretty Um, safe. I don't know if I'll say top five; that might be high, but I'd say top ten for sure. Um, I mean, yeah, definitely top ten. You know, I mean, obviously Luke, Mandalorian is easy top five. You know, and then we've had some other great moments in the sequel trilogy and whatnot. But this, yeah, I mean, that was that was an excellent execution and it's unfortunate because you know I, I honestly I would put Obi-Wan Vader in that conversation as well the top five top ten moment but like we it's unfortunate because they brought Hayden back for Obi-Wan and while the Obi-Wan Vader fight I think easily top five since they bought Star Wars uh and the use of Hayden was excellent in that moment I don't think that's the sole reason you bring back Hayden my opinion. Um, and then they did have a separate scene with Anakin and Obi Wan that obviously nowhere near the top 10 moments <laughs> to Disney Plus it was cool. But, like, it wasn't executed as well as it should have been. And, yep. It mostly fell flat. And so, to them, for Filoni to now take the reins on this reveal of Anakin, and for them to do it and hit stick the landing completely and do it almost as well as it could have been done. Uh, again, massive, massive credit to Filoni and the rest of the the, the the crew and the cast and you know again Rosario Dawson and Hayden Christensen. But that was just again masterfully done. Uh, the setup, you know, we don't know what happens to Ahsoka We know she's not dead, obviously, but you know they show the water and you're like, oh, where is she? She's you know I figure she's sitting on some rock somewhere. You know, half you know. You know, hanging on by a thread, so to speak, and they show her in the middle of nowhere, essentially, and in some void, and then she turns around and sees Anakin. She hears the, the, the voice, sounds like, you know, you hear the, hey, snips, or whatever, like, and obviously you see Anakin, and it's Hayden Christensen, and it's, you know, Revenge of the Sith looking self, his Clone Wars looking self, I mean, that's uh, just again, terrific. And then, like you said, the the cherry on top is the Vader theme playing in the background. Uh, really creates questions of is this an Anakin that can be trusted? Um, I think we assume that Ahsoka found herself inside the war, the world between worlds, um, which is interesting because obviously Vader probably has some knowledge of the world between worlds at this point, considering when they fought the first time, Azra pulls out Ahsoka. And I'm sure he probably knows about that moment. You know, might not have known exactly what happened. But um, yeah, he should have some knowledge that that something like that exists. Uh, and it's possible he gained further knowledge on it, you know, after that fight. But Is this is this Darth Vader that we're seeing? Is this Anakin? You know, is this this both? Like, I'm very curious, but I expect this next episode to be mostly Anakin and Ahsoka
0: uh, centric. Yeah, yeah, probably has to be. And man, that's gonna be an emotional whirlwind for me (laughs) to see. Just you know, I think for most Star Wars fans. It's going to be like, oh my God, like to see this Hayden, like it's like probably a percentage of how it felt for some of the people, that, all the people that were just tears of joy after having seen Luke in The Mandalorian. People were mm-hmm. bawling their eyes out, uh, seeing Luke in, you know, because that's, that's, I don't think this was on that level, I'm going to be honest. Just because for those fans, and I'm, I, I didn't go see Return of the Giant in the theater, so I didn't. I don't have that same attachment. But for those fans, they literally thought they would never see. They would never see this. <laughs> that that version of Luke in his prime again. Never, never see any new more content. Just read books and comics and stuff. That's the best you'll get if you ever want to see that Luke again. Right. And then Disney's just with their D eight all this new technology that they would have had no idea would even exist. Now they're able to see that again. Um and in and the Book of Boba Fett too, which I thought did even better when they brought Luke into that as well. Um But yeah, so I don't think this is quite on that level because Hayden's alive, he's still pretty young. <laughs> you know. So it's not like, you know, he still looks good he's not you know someone that would need a ton of like digital de-aging um or just to be totally recasted or anything like that um so um but yeah that yeah seeing that in the next episode is gonna be big i think that will also probably be a top five uh top five probably moments is disney bought star wars and i i I say top five just because i'm not you know, people know I'm not as big on the sequel trilogy, so I just, you know, those moments aren't as big for me, but um, but, but this, what they've done here has just been, it's been incredible. Um, so, Keno, at first, so I'm going to ask you first, Keno, do you have any bold predictions in terms of... This this interaction between Anakin and Ahsoka, do you think there's going to be any kind of turn? Do you think there's going to be Vader? Do you think there's going to be a fight? Like, there's definitely going to be some Vader, <laughs> a fight. Oh man, that would I be. Remember, Kendall, we were hearing about there being some kind of fight on Mustafar. Um, that was the rumor was that Ahsoka yes. was going to jump into the fight on Mustafar. Um, no, that imagine. was, the, yeah, that was the quote unquote rumor leak um, before. But yeah, that would be insane. Um, but Kendall, what, what do you, what are you thinking? Um, yeah, I mean, look, a fight would be excellent,
1: and like you said, it's very possible. Uh, you know, there's only not so many outcomes. Um, I think a big question is, do we get flashbacks? Um, yep, you know, yeah. it doesn't seem like it. Uh, you know, I mentioned to you before, like the the setting, the setting naturally allows for them to use the ILM. You know, uh, studio and, and the volume, um, they, they still love to, to, go, to go down that path and make things easier for them. And, you know, it's not a huge, giant set piece, it's just a, a void. So it's a very smart way for Filoni to adapt, uh, some of his concepts in a way that is practical for live action, um, for at least for a series. But, uh, so I don't know if we're going to get a full-on Coruscant, you know, flashback or anything like that. But for sure, you know, I think we're getting—we're definitely also going to get plenty of interactions between the two. And I think we'll have things cleared up. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, a fight seems like it's probably the, the betting odds favorite. Is at some point, that's what, that's what we'll get to them scrapping, which is going to be very uh, emotional. Uh, for a lot of Star Wars fans and Ahsoka fans and Anakin fans, so uh, Clone Wars fans in general. But, um, but yeah, no, I mean, it, it, at this point, it's kind of up in the air, you know? And like you said, do we go into other moments in Star Wars? Uh, that's what's crazy about the wor- world between worlds that it does allow for time travel to exist. And, um, does that explain certain things or does that? Do they have, again, imaginary set pieces that they want to play in? It's very possible. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's just, it's so unclear. um, You know, what they would want to do with this, whether they want to go to some other, go to Mustafar or go to some other place. I mean, you just don't know. Um, You don't even know why she's there, how she even got there, why Anakin is there with her um how did he get there there's just so many questions um but um but yeah it's very interesting another thing i've seen um shots to, to a stupendous wave as well on youtube he does so many so many videos so many breakdowns and such um it was pointed out as well that this isn't the he's wearing different guard from the anakin that we saw that was a force ghost in return of the jedi um, this looks more like an, this looks like the Anakin from like everyone's, you know, obviously you can see and point out, this looks like the Anakin from Revenge of the Sith, which went down, who went down a very dark path, obviously, as well. Right. So, um, you know, this isn't the already redeemed Force Ghost Anakin. <laughs> after everything that happened with Luke, and after all of that, he's appearing as the Anakin from when he was turning to the dark side, literally. So it's interesting that this is that Anakin that's showing up, um, you know, who was already kind of in the midst of of a downward spiral. Uh, so I, I don't know. You know, I just I uh, you do not you just don't know you don't know what what you'll see if there's going to be a, some fights going to break out. I agree with you. Cannot think that uh, betting odds is probably that there's some kind of fight between them is going to happen. It's going to cause a lot of internal strife for anyone that watched Clone Wars, anyone that watched Rebels. It was hard enough seeing them fighting Rebels, and that was full-on Vader. Um, yeah. Even that, even that was hard. <laughs> hard to watch. So, yeah. It's, man. Um, you know. Uh, this is a this is an older version of Ahsoka, even from then. It's a much older version of Ahsoka. Yeah. Um, from then because that was that was uh, before pre A New Hope so um, yeah this is, this is yeah this is going to be a major moment in Star Wars I don't know what's going to happen but this is a very significant Star Wars event um, that you know means a lot more to me than anything that happened in the sequel trilogy I don't know if that offends anyone but but it's just the, the honest-to-God truth, <laughs> to be completely honest with you. Yeah. Um, but, all right. I don't know. Kendall. do you have any other any other thoughts on this episode? Um. Or yeah. or just on any predictions, anything like that? So, last thing I want to touch is just going
1: forward, any other, like you said, bold predictions, any other boxes that get checked. I mean, you know... Obviously, we had Sam Whitwer, you know, additional voice. I mean, you mentioned to me, uh, you know, before the episode about Matthew Wood, you know, potentially being the voice of Merrick, uh, very possible still. Uh, just it might not mean anything. But, um, what with, what is the deal with Merrick? Is there anything else to discuss or discover with him, um, or it, whatever you want to call Merrick? But, um. Do we get Captain Rex? I was pretty confident we were getting Rex, but the the nature of how this show is played out makes it a little more questionable. Do we get Zeb? Again, I was pretty... It was even more confident we were getting Zeb. The nature of the way this show is played out has made it seem like... I don't know. Maybe not. It's very bizarre if we don't. I kind of look at Filoni and say, why not? Is, Is it a money thing? If it's a money thing, why would you waste his appearance in Mandalorian and not this?
0: Yeah, no, I mean,
1: like mean- I, I, I think we have to get Zeb, uh, you know. We have like, to. Yeah, yeah, we have to. We got, it. we we got to do this playing Iroh in, in Avatar, who they just gave a character poster to, finally. I'm like, this is like the 20th time we've seen him, and now he gets a character poster. <laughs> um, the, the New Republic guy. I'm like, why aren't we getting, why aren't we getting Zeb? So yeah, that, um... That that'll be interesting, but yeah, do we get do we get Catherine Rex? Do we get Tomorrow Morrison back? Uh, yeah. What is the deal with um, Sam Witwer providing a voice? Uh, is is it relevant? Um, I also saw. I think the voice of Shams uh, Sandula is, is supposedly in that additional voices category as well. Do we do we get him? You know, is he still alive? I don't know. Um, so a lot of questions on that front.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, a lot of questions, a lot of questions, a lot of things to look forward to. Um, but yeah, of course, we'll be we'll be you know breaking it down. All these crazy moments. I don't know what next week what next week's episode is going to show. We may be right back here next week, talking about some kind of crazy reveal or crazy Thrawn moment. I mean, who knows? Um, uh, so yeah, we'll definitely be talking about uh, some of that stuff as well. Um, Before we wrap here, I did just want to um, just kind of mention that I am getting through the From a Certain Point of View uh, Return of the Jedi uh, novel, Um, which if you're unfamiliar with the From a Certain Point of View novels, these are books that have a bunch of different anthology stories that go through the events of the movies, and I really hope, by the way, they come out with these for their prequels as well. That would be amazing because uh, <laughs> they're so good. Um, but they come, but they basically tell stories in chronological order. Like, so if you're watching The Return of the Jedi, like I'm going through a bunch of stories now. Where in the beginning of that movie, you're in Jabba's palace. So there's a bunch of different stories in Jabba's palace from the point of view of people that are not the main characters. So it'll be, you know, Bib Fortuna or Max Rebo or one of the other people that were in Jabba's palace in during those scenes. And they do that throughout the entirety of the movie. Like in episode five, there were a bunch of perspectives from different people on Hoth during that uh, event. And sorry, what were you going to say? No, I was just saying, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So it's it's very it's really good really 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 good i'm I, those are those are books I'm, I'm gonna go back and re um i listen to audiobooks but i'm gonna go back and re-listen to them i 100 they're so, all so enjoyable and this one has been great as well and the authors that work on them are fantastic as well because uh, they're all the stories are done by different people it's not all by one person so it's really good really 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 good so far highly recommended. Um, I'm going through the Return of the Jedi one now, uh, it was recently released, um, uh, the Max Rebo story, uh, was particularly funny, <laughs> um, from, I'm still in the beginning of it, but it's, boy, that had me really laughing a lot, so, um, so yeah, it's, it's very good and I highly recommend it, but I'll continue to report back as I, as I go through it, um, but yeah, I just wanted to update you guys on that as well. But all right, Kenan. I think that'll do it uh, for this episode. Um, as always, thank you all so much for listening in. We will be uh, recapping uh, these Ahsoka episodes as as you know, as more things come out, as major events come out. Um, you guys may or may not see uh, Zach pop in as well. Um, he has told me he is he is interested in popping in uh, as well, so you may be able to enjoy that. I'll check in with uh, EJ, who of course. Um, um, of course started this podcast network as well and, and is a host on sports talk and hero talk if you listen to those shows um if he's watching this um i may see if he is interested in jumping in uh as well so you'll definitely get some special guests um on these um ahsoka uh recaps and reviews um as we release them uh but that'll do it for this one thank you all so much for listening again um as always I'm your host Amari, joined by Kendall, and we will see you guys next time.